You're listening to the Dermatology SOS Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Darmody, and as always, I'm joined by your SOSers, consultant dermatologists, Professor Katrina Ryan and Professor Nikki Ralph, in their beautiful clinic, the Institute of Dermatologists in Ballsbridge. Today, we're going to talk all about the men. Hi, ladies. Hi, Claire. Hi, Claire. And this time, you guys wanted to talk about, and to all of our male listeners, because the poor men always get forgotten, I think, don't they? The chats about skincare and all that kind of thing. Um, and I suppose male listeners and their other halves who might be listening, um, and they do often get left out of this conversation, and of course, they shouldn't be, so we thought we'd dedicate an entire episode to them. Do either of your male counterparts, other halves, ask you for advice, or do, do you do their skin bits and tell them what to do? No. no. Sunscreen <laughs> is the only thing that we can beat them into using. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. you're not giving them cheeky Botox or anything no, on the side. I, I think you know, <laughs> gone running a mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, getting no. John to wear is a, has um, so I'm not playing golf now. You know, has been a huge uh, That's accomplishment. Oh. oh no, for me. But um, no, I do feel very strongly about this because I do think men um, have been left behind or are made feel. Um, you know, are embarrassed asking for any sort of, um, you know, skincare advice or things that can improve their appearance. And actually, like, their appearance is just as important to them as, as ours is to us. Um, and, and I think it actually is unfair, you know, the way things have evolved in some ways. Um, now, men have, have very different goals to women, but most men want to look their best. You know, whether most people want to look yeah, their best, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I think it is a really important thing to focus on. And men have dermatolo- you know, dermatological conditions just as much as women. I think women have become very um, women focused. Um, and, and I do think we do leave out the men. You we know, do, we really yeah. Do. yeah. Yeah, often you'll find it's at the very end of a consultation. If somebody's going to ask you something to do with not what they're there with, it's like, oh, you know, is there something I could ask you about maybe? wrinkles or you know but it's it's literally the last second of when you're almost finishing the men up do that. yeah they do it and they're embarrassed yeah they're embarrassed in, in, it's in kind of nearly when they're running out the door be. like yeah, yeah. the women might say it straight away so and, and for, for me it's 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 often what can i do about my red face you know or, or, or what you know and things that actually are are um you know having an impact on um you know them socially but also in work you know and i think that's something that's become very tough for men as well you know we you know men um and, and i see it it's, it's to do with um competition in the workplace and whatnot as well but men you know men you know aren't taken seriously sort of until they're they're their 40s or 50s but then they've hit their peak you know to be directors on boards you know to be high up in tech and whatnot nobody wants to look like they're in their 60s or 70s so there's you know look you know keeping that young edge actually has a sort of a you know an importance in the workplace as well for men and i think that's something we, we don't realize they have that pressure on them as well you know and there's there's lots of parts of it i think you know obviously there's the, the usual aging things but there's there's um hair loss that, that men you know male pattern hair loss that men experience to a much higher degree than, than females do and it bothers them much more much than more. than we understand really um yeah, yeah I, I think i think women have just come to accept that men you know have have boldness at an earlier age and we don't really think about it too much but like it's the one thing that it really does get them down and we see many many men coming in at a younger and younger age like obviously looking at themselves in the mirror it may not be obvious to anyone else but they're starting to see that their hairline is receding or they don't want to look like their dad did when he was in his 30s or you know so but I think as women we just accept that it's kind of normal part of the aging process but um it really does bother them yeah I think we poop on men a little bit that way um the double chins bother them the 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 the, the red faces do you know we as women um sorry men are totally entitled to wear makeup as well but they don't um and we can disguise a lot of the things that we're we're, you know that that are associated 
it with with aging or 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 do the best job we can with it and men don't have that so um you know i think that is tough as well so i i certainly have more and men, more and more men coming to me in recent years um and i think maybe there's more awareness about it and you know there's there's more articles in in their sort of male magazines and things like that now but far less than we do there's loads of things you've covered now so I want to go through all them that's really good let's come back to that because you're so right it is so unfair of us to just say I mean I don't mind if you lose your hair they were like well I bloody do yeah. but we just accept yeah. as you no, said if, like, if it happened to us like you know bananas. we'd be like and all we'd probably talk about to them is yes. like you know so it's, yeah, yeah. it's totally unfair and there is that like you know it's almost and I, I said earlier in a different episode I didn't I, I feel bad the word vanity is always such negative connotation but it's really frowned upon on men if they want to talk about you know and I, maybe their their wives or their moms or their daughters or their friends are a bit dismissive of the things that they say that we're we yeah. find Although, fine to talk about oh listen yeah. w- women even tease their their, their husbands <laughs> if they use if they want to use a moisturizer yeah. never mind it's yeah. so yeah you know I, I think it's rude. Rude. yeah yeah definitely definitely <laughs> but it can make such a big impact on their quality of life we were just talking about the redness and the last year and a half everyone's been facing the screen like normally you get up in the morning you have a shower wash your face they may not put anything on their face, look in the mirror for two seconds, out the door. They might not see themselves no, again, for, usually. So that night, yeah. brushing your teeth, going to bed. Whereas now it's like, you know, eight hour, 10 hour a day facing yourself uh, on the screen. So definitely in the last year and a half, a lot more men are talking about the, the redness. You know, a lot of them suffer with flushing with it. It can be made worse by alcohol. If they're in a hot room or, or get a little bit stressed again, it, it's a lot worse. So they, they do want to address that. But thankfully, we're here to say that there are things that can be done and they're not all really invasive and there's not a lot of downtime with a lot of them. So there are options for men. Uh, to basically make them look the best version of themselves. What are the things that you see men the most commonly? What's the top thing firstly that you see men for? I think think definitely the realisation. I know we chatted about it before, but um, that's something that... um, you know, the, the, the flushing, the redness can really um, impact men's confidence, especially if they're given presentations a lot. Um, if if they are um, involved in meetings a lot, you know, um, whether it be, you know, that they're meeting clients or, or they're, they're in, in meetings and, and whatnot as well, that, you know, they, they feel like they give the game away so easily. If they're embarrassed, they flush. You know, if they're presenting, they flush. Um they look like a big drinker. I think we talked about that before. The negative connotation. Explain what rosacea is for people who are so. Listening. So rosacea is redness and broken veins across mm-hmm. the nose and cheeks, but it's made much worse by um, UV damage. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Most people, if they if they have a look mm-hmm. at their faces that have it, they'll notice that they're worse mm-hmm. on the right side than they're on their left because of years of driving. Mm-hmm. You know, even the UV okay. through the windows mm-hmm. in the car will do that as and well. We, we call it the curse in the cat the curse of the Celts because it affects about yeah one in ten Irish adults and starts you know as it can happen at any age but really it's your 30s and 40s when you start to notice it Um, so the number one reason you guys would have men coming into you or male clients coming into you would be to come in to present to say for for cosmetic for cosmetic cosmetic reasons we'll get back to the and later on we'll talk about psoriasis and eczema just like women do but But from a cosmetic point of view they come in to say it's you know called the the ruddy complexion or the whiskey nose and all these negative connotations that have gone around for years um, that really shouldn't be there because it's nothing to do with that. They don't get me wrong. When people drink alcohol and they have all those broken capillaries, they can flush, and it, you know it can make it look worse. But it's not the cause of it. Uh, so it's kind of you're just genetically predisposed to it. And then the more sun you get over your lifetime the more broken capillaries you're going to get and, and men are often worse for two reasons first of all because they don't wear the sunblock um, a lot of women have been um, wearing sunblock without knowing it and their makeup for years as well because yeah. we put makeup on every day so women have it in their moisturisers or in, the, or in their um, foundations or whatnot. and then men are 
not all men, but as a generalization, men are outdoors more, whether it's playing golf or, you know, um, you know, they played a lot of football or whatever when they were younger. Yeah. It's mm. the cumulative damage over the years. So they have a lot more of that. Um, so I, I would say that's certainly the, yeah. the first reason mm. I see men. More and more men now coming for um, uh, Botox, though. Um, and that really has increased, I'd say, in the last five years more than anything else. Um, more recently, um, for... for um, uh, double chin injections so we now have um uh a, a, a treatment called belkyra it's kybella in the states a lot of people would know it as kybella still um it's just been launched in ireland but we had it available in the states for years i used to inject it there and double chins can be the bane of men's lives as well so they're the two main injectables mm. that we see them for uh, you know a lot of men getting um, fillers as well much that you know you know it's much more so women than men but we use slightly different filler techniques in men to make sure we don't feminize them ever like men you know nobody everybody wants to look subtle I was going but to ask yeah. men they definitely want are to more even subtle. more oh my god they, yeah. they really want to make sure nobody knows what they've had done so uh, including the their person. wives maybe no. Yeah, possibly, but also, yeah. No, usually, really usually the opposite. their wives know, or their wives sometimes have sent them. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's usually, it's the other way around. Wives hide it from husbands, but husbands not so much from wives. Mm-hmm. And I, there is probably an element to the Zoom boom, and I know um, I would have heard anecdotally, and, and I don't know if you guys were um, working in this part of it then, or you felt this then, but when the recession happened and a lot of men lost their jobs, I remember hearing anecdotally that a lot of men looked for Botox because... They found themselves unemployed at an age they never thought they were. Yeah, and Their companies had gone bust. And, and it is a very, I, I think in, in so many ways, we know 40 is so much younger than it was, 50 is so much younger. But the one place we don't seem to accept it is employment. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, I'm remember speaking to a guy in a show we worked on before, and he was a great guy, big job in sales, just unhappy, didn't like it, and was 42, had young kids, obviously big mortgage, and went to a recruitment agency. And they said, no, you're too old, you can't change careers, which is shocking because mm-hmm. of course you could. But that idea that 40, 41, 42, you look older as an employee, um, that's a reason, would you have thought that people came to get Botox? Absolutely. Yeah, because you're that's competing purely career against, based you're competing than against those younger people. Yeah. So you're trying to look the best version of yourself. We're very ageist about employment, look old, I think, so like, in yeah. employment. Absolutely, and especially certain roles. Um, and I think men are trying to keep that edge, mm-hmm. to keep them in the right, right positions or whatever else, so they're not past it. And that that is what's bringing them to, to, to Botox, to hair transplants, to, to the Belkyrin, injections all of it um it's not it's not just for their social interactions it's actually you know career mm-hmm. um you know for their career as well yeah so, um, and of course then anyone who's involved in the media or in, in tv or whatnot um you know there's even more pressure on them you know you're, you're and they're go- i think they're going to be more judged like i think the subtle look is almost because you know people will expect women she's had a bit of work into the telly it's almost forgivable but I think with men there's probably still a bigger stigma attached to absolutely yeah. we don't, they should they want to look like they're wise and they're a bit older but mm. they don't want to look like they're too much older or too yeah. wise because yeah. then they care about themselves too much it's yeah. tough isn't yeah. it it's so much it's tougher a fine for men. balance yeah it, re- it really really is so when you say you were like getting a lot more in the last year or two for Botox and um percentage wise it's gone up five percent ten percent twenty percent oh I, yeah. I'd say that it's doubled I'd really say it's doubled yeah, yeah, wow. you know, I really, I really would, and and I and I think yes, there's the Zoom boom, but I I, I think it's just generally it's becoming, becoming more, more no- yeah, yes. yeah, and I think yeah. men are maybe talking about it more. Um, maybe they're seeing more sports stars or, or who I don't know mm. what that are that are doing these things. Um, but it's you know I I think they're a good decade or two behind the women on it. Yeah, but I, I will th- I think it will become a norm, a new norm. 
But I mean, it's heartening. I hope more men are getting it because they choose to not because they feel the pressure of work or the pressure of the Zoom boom because you'd prefer people to do it because they want to feel better rather than they want to I think men are choosing to do it and they want to look the best that they can in in the same way as they, you know, go out and buy a great suit because, you know, they look so much smarter in it. You know, I I, I think it's the same sort of thing, investing in in, in an appearance and, and looking the best they can for them. So speaking about aesthetics, and I know we'll talk about this in a different episode in more detail, but are any of them going for reasons to make suits look better the fat reducing stuff the liposuction or the cool sculpting yeah, or the uh, th- that's been huge hasn't it really yeah, yeah. yeah um, like i shouldn't be uh, why am i laughing like i'm kind of laughing at that i wouldn't no but i mean one. i suppose a lot of men you know and particularly i think when you get into your late 30s and 40s you're like trying to take care of yourself mm. your overall health you might, you know, you thinking, might, we might have all left it too yeah, late but thinking your to think cholesterol about, might yeah. be going up you know you're thinking about your blood pressure you're going to the gym you're exercising as much as you can um but you still feel like it's just harder to lose that little and bit it is. around the middle yeah. Um, so you're eating healthily, you're doing all the right things, but you just don't look like you did when you were 25. It's not as easy to, to you know, maintain that six pack. So certainly men are looking for that little kind bit of an edge. Bit of love handles being it's taken the, off it's and the man belly. Mm. It's the yeah. little beer belly like mm. that, that that really bothers them. I think yeah. their their chin fat and their little their little belly is what. Well, uh, it, it, it it's it so disrespectful the way we're saying <laughs> the little belly and the little chin. No, but it kind of gives your age away a little bit more, you know. And that makes no, it does. It might age them in a way that they're doing everything else right, and they're only looking for a bit of help the way we were, like or the way we are. Okay, so for that kind of exercise resistant fat, you know, it's not that they're not doing everything else for their health, but it's shaping it off. And yeah. actually what we've seen, um, I think again, COVID, that people were, in fairness, locked out of the gyms for a long time. Mm-hmm. If they weren't, if they didn't exercise in a way that you could do, you know, anyone who was a runner could keep running. But if they were people who usually went to the gym, a lot of them have come in to, um, to use the M-Sculpt Neo to kickstart it all up, to get to, to sort of cheat their way into getting back, you know, giving yeah. them the kickstart and then they'll get back into things when they have that muscle mass there again and whatnot. You know, it was called, um, there was a whole wave in it in the, in the States last year of the medical gym. Mm-hmm. Um, people would go into their dermatologist and, and spend a couple of hours on the M-Sculpt machine and get, you know, their, their, their belly, their bum, their arms, whatever, toned up again. Um, and I think that was more common predominantly guys, men. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so, I mean, as the last year and a half, as you said, if you weren't in the gym, you didn't have your weights. Uh, if you were lucky enough to buy a set of weights before March 2020, you may have had them. But other than that, sure, the prices of uh, weights went up about four times. And you just couldn't get them. Yeah. So you're kind of losing that muscle mass because running doesn't build it the same. It's, you know, it's, you, you do need your weights. So they just didn't have them. Yeah. Yeah. So and have percentage wise has that gone up a lot? The men coming in for the fat loss treatments. The fat, um, it certainly has recently again, and that that's you know with the opening after COVID. I, but I think think that's everybody. Everyone yeah. has hit the, the, re, the COVID resource. Pounds, yeah, you know, COVID stones. People arriving. Yeah. Yeah. Help me, help me. Yeah, and actually, um, you know, the when it comes to. Um, you know, fat freezing, um, as a, as opposed to the M M sculpt is, is is muscle toning with with um, melting fat. The fat freezing, you know, r- you know, uh, getting rid of blocks of stubborn fat that actually works works best in men who've already achieved their ideal fitness and weight and have bits left over. So Nikki, the stubborn fat, the, the gym resistant bit, exactly. yeah, the exercise yeah, resistant yeah. bit that will finish you off. Yeah, yeah. so you know, yeah. they're sort of okay. sent away and, and told actually lose the weight first and come back to us and we'll get rid of what's. Because that's what it's for. It's not for weight reduction, you know. So if they're coming in asking one of you for one of these things, is it like, I know you said at the beginning, Nikki, you know, it's kind of the thing they say at the end, you know, they're here for one thing and then they say the other. Do you find that they're quite 
embarrassed or reluctant um, I'm sure the way you two are with people you're very open but or are they just out with it look I'd like to see something no if they're patients yeah. that we've known for a while well, they might no, issue yeah. but if it's a new patient there is that you know sort of when it, do I ask do it, I ask and, and, and you the can door. see it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know, yeah, and then yeah, you just yeah. normalise yeah. the yeah. conversation but I mean like they're often having, a, they're often the having a full skin check for something else you're examining everywhere so then you kind of get into the face for example and you do see they might have a lot of sun damage they might have obviously the broken capillaries they may even have kind of precancerous cells because if you think about it men tend to wear their hair shorter and they're not very good at putting their sunscreen on and most of the damage is done by the time we're 20 when they're doing all their outdoor activities so they do tend to have you know irregularity of their tone but it could be precancerous cells you might be talking to them all about the treatment for that and then saying and does the redness actually bother you so some men you, you know you'll feel comfortable others you know you feel they just don't want to talk about that and that's fine but then some of them it's literally as they're right to run out the door it's like what could you do about this by oh, the way really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they I, probably would benefit the most because we said they you know they could wear makeup but the majority tend not to so they don't have a way to conceal it so IPL would be perfect treatment for, and that's what I was going to say so with the um, we talked in the other um, episode about what IPL is and it's kind of non-injectable no it's not it's non-invasive um, way of making yourself look younger in ways but also it deals with rosacea that's mainly the thing you'd go for to treat men with rosacea and well the first releases. thing is always the sunblock yeah there, I don't think there's any man who comes for, you know for a medical reason to me that I don't talk about sunblock with yeah. and I explain mm. that these are going to get worse without it now unless they ask how can I get rid of it I wouldn't even bring up the laser of course yeah, yeah. Mm. But, but if they ask can I get rid of what's already there then yeah it's very simple you know so for men listening who might not listen to our part two tweakments yeah. um, other than IPL what are, and maybe briefly just explain what IPL is what are the things that any men listening would be getting done with them if they wanted to get the rosacea or the redness fixed so it's it's a course of treatment it's not one treatment yeah. it's a course of roughly about four treatments a month apart some people if the redness is really significant they might need six uh, and really because they might be wondering like is it painful things like that it doesn't take that long we consider it kind of a lunchtime procedure so nobody will really know that you've had anything done and it feels like a rubber band basically like kind of hitting off the skin uh, we put sunscreen on you before you leave the clinic and that's you done so it's not that you have to hide away in your house and can't do your zoom calls for another three days and nobody so would know you nobody had would done. know in that sense um but yes with each treatment there's less redness so we take photographs beforehand you can see how, how much there is and then steadily it's improving with each of the treatments and the beauty of it is that you don't keep having to do it every month so you do your course of treatment and if you use your sunscreen every single day 365 days a year you can get years out of it so you know a lot of men are, are looking for something that they can just do but they don't want to have to come back every you know four or five months to have to keep doing it um so it's one of those treatments that if you do you wear your sunblock but a proper sunblock it does need to be a you know a physical sunblock containing zinc to be the most protective to, to stop them coming back so rosacea anti-aging anti-wrinkle injections um and some of the fat loss stuff are the main cosmetic reasons you get male yeah. clients what are yeah. the medical re- is there anything else cosmetic wise hair loss i suppose is that one hair yeah loss. let's hair talk loss. about yeah. that so, is so that, that's which medical is and cosmetic. Well, it's really medical it know, is medical yeah you know you can you can add to it with some of the cosmetic procedures but um yeah a lot of men are as we already said really really bothered by hair loss so of course we can start off with some of the topical solutions there are medications for it and then we can use um platelet-rich plasma or PRP um, which again there's there's no real downtime to it um, you would take a sample of their blood uh, you would spin it down in a machine called a centrifuge and you take out the, the growth factors and then you're re-injecting it into the scalp oh my uh, but they have a, a cream on it to, uh, to numb it so there's like the needle is so tiny it's not that you're sitting there in pain it's like painless at that point um, so is this someone who maybe has a receding hairline mm, or yeah. seeing a lot of like because hair loss um, it's not like we're not talking about alopecia here we're talking about like no, it's, gradual it's hair loss that happens as you get old, male and, pattern androgenic alopecia yeah, so, so 
if someone's listening and they're like it's thinning a little bit and it can happen at any age like when do you, when do you intervene with something like PRP S- uh, so it's the first you basically yeah well the first thing we would typically um you know the first thing we typically tell our pa- patients is to, is to start using um topical minoxidil which is also yeah. known as regain mm-hmm. um and and i i start everybody on five percent regain um you know just the foam using morning and evening you know i tell them it takes as long as brushing your teeth you just start doing that from this point on to yeah. keep your what as do, much how does that work so it, 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 they're not actually sure exactly, exactly how it works but it's it's more to do with vasodilation so opening the blood vessels around the hair follicle to allow them to be fed better so that in the usually what happens is a normal hair will slowly um, miniaturize and become a tiny skinny hair before it disappears altogether and once it disappears altogether that hair follicle goes disappears and that the hole is gone you, you know i'm sure you know the way a man's bald scalp is shiny there's no mm-hmm. hair. so once it's gone it's gone and what you're trying to do at regain is prevent that involution process so that you keep that normal hair and actually you can you can convert some of the skinny hairs the miniaturized hairs back into the thermal hair so you're keeping you know as much hair as can be so that's trying to stabilize the process so that it doesn't get any worse so i'd like everyone to be on that and the next step that you'd add in um is prp which is the the treatment um and, um, you know, the vast majority of my patients I'll start on finasteride as well, or Propecia, which is um, a medication which um, blocks the action of testosterone on the hair follicle. Now, got men who go bald earlier don't have higher levels of testosterone. It's just that their hair follicles are more sensitive to the effects of testosterone. So you're trying to... Um, you're, you're trying to and protect that effect using that particular drug so mm. there's lots of ways to address it and th- the thing is getting in early because once that hair follicle is mm. gone it's gone mm. forever and you know at that so point if it's got if, if it's bad enough you know we can't bring it back no it's, it's all it's gone tr- and smooth it's, it's, it's not that you can so if, gone, if, yeah. if the like so the, sometimes you'll see a little ball patch the back of someone's head if that's yeah like the crown of your e- head there's yeah. not you can't help there but you might be able to help the rest of the remaining no hair. no but if it's just starting like as if you okay. still have hair follicles you treat everything and if it's just thinning in general on top a little bit but it's still got hair it's yeah, workable you with as well yeah, yeah. but you'll yeah. always even the people who get hair transplants have to use maintenance the regain the finasteride all of that too so as soon as there's anything Straight down to your mm. own pharmacy and get get the topical regain. That's over the counter. That's mm. over the counter. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think the big message, actually, not just for men, with anyone with any form of hair loss, it, the sooner it's treated, the better you'll do. Mm. Um, and so, it's like, it, but it's part of that not just getting older. Like again, we talked about like when is the is when is it too late to get Botox? And you two thankfully said never. But like, if you're in your sixties or seventies and your hair is just thinning, is that not just part of getting older? Yeah, but you so may be more right. accepting of it. Oh, but you can so, but you can still do something <laughs> yeah, about it. Can, yes, yeah. exactly. That's but true. no, but you may be more <laughs> accepting. All part yeah. of normality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, you may be more get her accepting out of here. if you're seventy. But like, if you're twenty and you're starting to notice that, it's kind of but that's not what, probably what I meant. Really, though, was is it's. It's never too late, but the sooner you start, yeah. the better. So the same it's as wrinkles. It's never too late it's once you still have hair. But if, you're gone, if it's all gone, it's gone you okay. know, from that point of view, then, then yeah. it's time to go to it's for a hair transplant. Yeah. And it's very hard. You guys don't do hair transplants here, though. No, no okay. but we have colleagues who, who, who do. do them and do them very well. And you'd so, refer people if you had to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's so hard for a guy who's, you know, 17, 18, 19, or sorry, any age. I shouldn't be ageist here either. But like when a guy comes in when they're 18 and they are already receding and, and, and their father was bald by the age of 30 and all of their uncles were and whatnot too, you know, it can it can be mm-hmm. really, really hard. And as I've said, because yeah, yeah. it does yeah. age you. Like you, it do, does you know what I mean? Like as, as much as we accept it, and I think women just accept it, but it really does age and, you. And, so and, like, and yeah. intervening at that point makes the biggest difference. So that's when we want to see people. 
Um, and and I don't even think a lot of people would be thinking about dermatologists in relation to that issue. Yeah. I think they might either just think that's just what's going to happen or I they're thinking hair transplant is too much for me. I just have to deal with it. I just have yeah. to put up with it, which seems to be the theme in all of these things mm. and that we all think mm. we should put up with things we maybe don't. And the lovely yeah. thing in dermatology is, you know, I don't mean we can fix everything. We, we can't. But actually, most things are treatable. Um, so and and the sooner you get to anything the better outcome somebody mm. will have. So, you know, if um, if something is bothering them, come in, you know. Do you see a lot of men for um, hair loss? Yeah. yeah oh, God, lots, lots yeah. of... Is Both that the men top and medical women, so like, yeah. thing you see? Uh, no, acne, skin cancer. I was going to ask about acne then uh, as well. Skin cancer, yeah. probably, but then, yeah. um, It would be in the top, though. Like, de- yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So the key is, um, if you spot it at all, um, regain and then... Down to the pharmacy yeah. and regain. And then... Um, and it is about maintenance. It's not something that you do for three months and then you give it up. It is about sticking with forever. The regain is forever. And that's the important thing that you do. Someone doesn't go on and off, non and off it. You know, you commit to it and it's a very easy, you know, 20 seconds in the morning, 20 seconds in the evening okay um and and really really important to do as well but um yeah no i, I think it's something that really we, again um we don't realize how, how impactful it can be if someone has premature um, male yeah. pattern mm-hmm. hair loss and you again know, in the workplace it's something that you'd feel like we just we look at people aesthetically differently if they look older or we think or people think you or think their they're 10 years older yeah than they and are that's not always yeah, a good yeah, thing yeah. you know yeah no, no, definitely not. And then, so then, other medical issues that are common in men that come in would be acne and skin cancer. Yeah, skin, yeah, cancer, skin is cancer is a big cancer, thing, yeah, and, and um, I know we'll probably do an episode on skin cancer, but mm-hmm. like, it is more prevalent in men, really, is it? certain types yeah and maybe missed a bit more as well in the sense of you know I don't know maybe we spend more time between putting on our moisturisers and doing different things we might look at our skin a little bit more but certainly um, often it's partners who pick it up on you know on a man's back or something like that it's actually nine mm. times more that a, that a female partner will, will um, identify a melanoma on a man mm. than the other way around mm. um so they're they're looking at hairs rolling around yeah. here. Um, nobody's surprised. surprised. But, but actually, there was a study done recently, just like a local study here, um, interviewing lots of different men of different ages, um, and particularly looking at men aged fifty to sixty, asking, "Do they think that they were at risk of skin cancer?" And the majority of them said no. Whereas they're actually the main age group that would get their skin cancers and potentially bad skin cancers that unfortunately can kill you, like melanoma. So we have over a thousand cases a year in Ireland, and roughly kind of somewhere between twelve and thirteen thousand cases of non-melanoma skin cancer a year. Um, the and they're, type of cancer. they're unfortunately just going to keep increasing exponentially uh, over the next twenty years. So the most important thing is to educate everyone to wear uh, sunscreen, but particularly men, because as I said, they tend not to like to wear hats. They wear their hair short, so their ears are they more seem exposed. Seem to all be wearing shorts non-stop these days. The whole lot of them are in shorts morning, noon, and night lately are they not yeah. all the men are always in shorts every day all the I don't time. mean they feel the cold as much as me maybe because I'm like the coldest creature and even yeah. like used to just be men in their 20s and I always see men in their 50s and yeah. 60s going to Tesco and they're yeah. in their shorts but the, their legs the, are going to like they're exposed they're, to sun or, and they're working but well, they're working from home so I think they have more yeah. time yes, to be yeah, as yes, well yeah. but also men have more outdoors jobs like yeah. Um, yeah. construction mm-hmm. work um, farmers I don't mean women can't be construction workers or they farmers, rarely are compared yeah. to men yeah. so there's a lot of professions that you know your occupation has you outside more they do quicker than women on top so like you know their head is the top of their head is and the unfortunate thing is if you get a skin cancer on the top of your head it's much more difficult to treat in the sense of surgically because if you push the top of your head together there's not a lot of movement with it so you end up with like grafts and stuff there's a lot more healing and stuff that goes into it than having to take something off your arm or your back for example so um like sunscreen and a hat for any man who's constantly golfing or out cycling actually a lot of my dad always my dad says the reason all the young fellas are going bald so much quicker is because they all have caps on them he's like they're all going leave my hair much (laughs) 
has great hair, my dad. Um, Katrina knows him as well. And uh, he said, they're all wearing caps. That's what's happening to their hair. I don't think it is. But there is men going balder quicker or younger than used to be years ago. I think. I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I don't yeah. think so. Unless they're all stressed. I don't know. We're, no, we're it's all definitely not from wearing caps, that's for but sure. But even the cyclists, that's that. another thing. A lot of cyclists where they have the gaps in the... Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So I've had lots of my patients with uh, skin cancer on the top of their head and they're in cycle clubs and stuff and then they start wearing like a bandana underneath the hat oh. and it's now become a trend in one of the cycle clubs. Oh, very uh, good. Because I'm looking after three of them in the one cycle club, yeah. But if it's caught, skin cancer is oh, very treatable. Totally treatable. So long as it's caught. Yeah, majority curable once, once it's caught early. But the so. problem with men is that they um, they present much Late. later with their yeah. melanomas, mm-hmm. which which is the you know if a melanoma is cut out um, early, um, it's nearly always curable. Mm-hmm. But once it's it's spread to organs, um, it's it's very very serious mm-hmm. and often fatal. So um, that's the problem out for there. If you're a wife so of a man, we use or the, the guy. like the alphabet essentially. So A B C D and E. So A is for asymmetry. So essentially, if you if you cut a mole in half, it should you're look looking like at moles so, though, right? Mo- well, yeah. moles is for melanoma, so it's a skin yeah. cancer pigmented cells. Uh, B is for the border, so you kind of want a smooth border, not jagged edges. C is for the color, so overall you want a uniform color, not multiple different colors in it. D is for diameter, so you want them to be less than six millimeters. And E is for evolution, so any lesion on your skin, it doesn't have to be a pigmented one if it's like what looks like a spot, but it's just not going away. Like your skin heals within roughly 21 to 28 days. So if that spot is still there and it's changing or getting bigger, then you need to see your doctor to get it checked out. Okay, so the key is to early intervention. And yeah. if you're in any way in doubt, go to see someone. Yeah. They're never going to tell you, waste their time by no. coming. No. Worst case scenario is the spot. It'll go away. Do I mean, it's no, fine. It's, you didn't yeah. waste anyone's time. Yeah. You're better you off coming in. You catch it early. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned, um, Nikki, and I think we probably, and maybe it's because women are just so used to being poked and prodded for such a long time, but men are not great for coming. Sure they're not. Oh, listen, I have so yeah. many who, who arrive with circles drawn around <laughs> their, 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 their wife's circle. They're the most that they're worried about. <laughs> kind of so like diagram. They're, they're yeah. actually, they arrive in going like, you could Bro, oh, the wife sent there. me in yeah, yeah. this is probably a waste <laughs> yeah. of time and yeah. some of the time yeah. it's not a waste of time it's oh, never a waste no. of time I mean there's seven of us here and I don't know but I mean I would have three to four patients a year where you pick up a melanoma where they came in with something completely different really but you're just doing they could have come check. in for their acne yeah. we do a full skin and you're check checking and their back their and you're like oh how long has this been here and they're like, I don't know because we can't. none of us can see our own back I mean you're trying to do a fake tan you probably just I know about, yeah but you can't see it clearly um, so yeah you, I'm, all of us would have picked so up so they cases. do leave it off they don't come in as quickly for no. any of the things like, you know, in certain other countries and we don't have the capacity in Ireland we don't have enough dermatologists you in the country but, but yeah. you know it, when, where, where I lived in the States for, for many years most people had a dermatologist that they saw once a year to look at all, all of their skin it wasn't because they had a problem mm-hmm. in the same way as they went to visit their, their gynecologist or, or, or their internist once a year as well so um, people are much in Ireland we, we practice reactive medicine whereas in other places preventative yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the key and that's one of the, a little bit like cervical yeah. cancer it's one of the things that you can absolutely go for your regular for the most part exactly prevent the yeah. Yeah. Um, so acne you mentioned and that's probably another one they might put off coming in for um, but that is the other one you see them for medically is it well I don't think they put off coming in for it in the sense of um, I think as I said all teenagers kind of accept that they get spots um, and often uh, that old wives tale there saying that you're going to grow out of it but um, no, I think you get as many guys many, in for acne as many teenage boys women. as we do as teenage girls but sometimes they just get a, a more severe onset more quickly of the nodular cystic scarring type of acne particularly yeah. on their back and chest and I suppose you know you could when you're a teenager you don't necessarily be walking around the house with your top off all the time you become a little bit more conscious anyway so you kind of hide it with the t-shirt for a while oh. but it does have a significant impact on you know sports don't want to take your top off anymore and maybe at that point it pushes them 
to come in, but we certainly have the same amount of adult like boys men. and girls. Exactly. L- l- less adult men. Yeah, uh, they so leave it go. We'd have um. Well, no, it's no, they, they don't, don't have as much they, uh, at a late age. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not so, still ongoing from when they're younger. No, okay. it's about you know the, the rates are about half of you know double um, double the amount of women have it in as an adult compared to men, but it's very okay. equal in in the teenage years. Mm. So I think we'd see the same amount of teenage boys and girls. But um, when it comes to adult acne, we'd see um, a lot more women than men. Yeah. And what about the scarring issues? Men scar more. They scar uh, worse. worse. Do, you, yeah. do you see them for fixes? Yeah, I do actually see plenty of adult men who had acne as a teenager. They may have had treatment with Rakutane. And then years later, they want to address the scarring. So they don't have acne anymore, but they're now just... But they're happy the to come in and look for the help, which is oh, great. Absolutely. They know yeah, it's possible. Yeah, they know yeah. it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is one that falls with you guys, but I know that prostate cancer can sometimes calls incontinence in men not always long term sometimes short term is that something you have a treatment for yeah so what, that was yeah. what the M cell machine was for um, sorry it wasn't for men it was it was really for, for incontinence women. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so it's, it's a great machine um, that um, it, it's very similar to the M Neo in that it, it uses high intensity um, electro um, mag- magnetic energy um, to, to produce muscle contraction and it was developed I think more to treat most of the studies were done in females um, to, for females who had weak pelvic floors post um, childbirth, um, and um, you know the, the sort of the, the the weakening of collagen and the tissues with, with menopause, yeah. so many women suffer from urinary incontinence, um, much more so than, than I think most people um, appreciate. So the the Emcella device um, helps reduce um, urinary incontinence, but it was also tested in men post-prostatectomy so a lot of men end up having to have and their prostate removed for prostate cancer and and again it's something that they don't talk about exactly. um, but a lot of them and the vast majority of men um you know after you know, whether it be surgical or, or, or radiation will have um some element of um, urinary incontinence and that and sometimes passes i know does it it improves, it improves with time but yeah but, and but I, but like my dad had prostate cancer in 2017 he would not mind me talking about it at all um but he actually had um a psychologist come into him in the hospital before he went for her surgery and he had the robotic surgery which unfortunately not all men have the opportunity to go for but it would be the gold standard of care for treating it because there's less downtime they get home from hospital within 48 hours rather than two weeks they don't have a Big, big scar and you're damaging the blood vessels and the nerves a little bit less mm-hmm. in the hope that they won't have the erectile dysfunction and the urinary incontinence um, but like he he was told by the psychologist that you're going to suffer with depression which is a bit of an odd thing to say because of this do you know because this is going to happen to you and you're hoping that it'll all be resolved within three months post-surgery but for him it didn't um and he then was able to say like he had to go you have to go and buy the pads in in boots just like women do every single month and he said he never he never really understood the same it's like and he would have gone and bought them for me like as a teenager he's not he's very kind of open and whatever but he said it was kind of like you're going up to the desk you're buying this you just feel really awful and he's actually had the M Sala and he's brilliant now. It's a game changer totally for him. I know it probably doesn't he's, work for everyone. No, but, but he it, said if he lifted a big suitcase or if he, you know, something like that, it would just be a little leak. He wasn't as bad as some poor, unfortunate men who they have to wear pads for the rest of their life. Um, but it's totally changed everything for him. Complete more confidence, you know, not looking for a toilet every time you, you yes. go out for dinner or something like that. Um, I think uh, that must be one of the big ones men don't talk about, that it's good yeah, to know there is an opportunity or there's I, a possibility. I think this is why a, psycho- a psychologist is probably sent to your dad, Nikki, because, um, you know, th- there is the you know, having cancer and having to have a big surgery or whatever else. But for men, uh, men men are very, you know, are often quite proud and and, and private. Um, To suffer from incontinence and erectile dysfunction is a huge deal that, um, you know, and especially if if it's... um, 
going to last, you know, yeah, it was going to be a permanent yeah. issue. So that has made a huge difference to um, um, all of the men who've tried it here. Okay. You know, so um, it is a fix for the most part for someone. Uh, no, I, I don't, you know, it, it's Depends. muscle toning. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the chances are, and we've, we only, we only um, purchased the machine back in, I think, April. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that to this point, all of them are doing excellently. Now, the, the chances are they probably have to They'll do have to one do treatment yeah. a year or okay. whatnot mm-hmm. um, because but it's, it's That's toned. just ageing. In yeah. the sense, we all continue to lose collagen and age, so our pelvic floor... But I think if you knew it was there and it could fix it, yeah. you'd and there's no downtime to keep that going. It's no downtime, no yeah. pain, and no loss of dignity because often when you're having old-fashioned ways of treatment, the same for women, trying to oh. do exercises to tone the pelvic floor, you're undressed. It's kind of, you know, you lose your dignity. You just sit on a chair. You're fully clothed and... Again, nobody knows so you've it's had any totally done. non-invasive. No, no one yeah. even knows. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a half an hour treatment. You do six treatments um, over the space of about, in uh, literally a pop in and weeks, pop out. Yeah. You know, you can be reading your book on the chair, um, and um, it's made a huge difference so far. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you were really lucky to have it here. Anything I'm forgetting about the men? think so i mean i do think it's important to say like and which we even like kind of joked about it which we shouldn't it like we there is an element of i don't think that men suffer from ageism as much as women i have to be honest i don't think they do i don't think but i definitely think they're not allowed to be vain or into their looks which i think Mm -hmm. is harsh so it's great to know that even more men coming in here any little tips advice for male listeners or their wives listening generally not to sound like a pirate but please wear sunscreen, sunscreen. Yeah, I yeah. think that was going to be mine as well <laughs> yeah. that song Makes and don't difference. be embarrassed coming in about anything really yeah. isn't that the no. oh, absolutely yeah. and you know, it, you know if something bothers you just yeah. address and prevention it prevention is I better think. than cure you know, yeah. kind of hair loss and acne and, yeah. hair loss and, and yeah. skin yeah. cancer yeah. prevention and, and any changes in most yeah. Yeah. and they're not the only ones thinking about Botox if they're thinking about it thanks ladies thanks Claire thanks for listening to the Dermatology SOS podcast we really hope you enjoyed it You can find us on Instagram and online at instituteofdermatologists.ie. See you soon.